0: guys welcome to episode whoa uh, we're we're lost in the time continuum uh, this is a <laughs> is special
1: it? mystery episode where are we it yeah, uh, could be anywhere <laughs> it is it is funny that we are recording we did record this first in a different year so i mean that's kind of an interesting thing to take away oh, that's that's
0: kind of hilarious yeah, like this is
1: a two-year-long so basically- episode okay so uh Little background here. This is starting off to a rocky start, but somebody, Mr. Combo, had a little technical difficulty, which we were plagued with throughout the entirety of December. So we actually recorded this episode first, in 2020 and now are re-recording it and had to shake some things around however we uh yep yeah,
0: yeah absolutely right i didn't hit a button on my recorder so my microphone didn't get power uh and i totally thought it had yes. so this is actually episode 74 of bruise and build right. but we're recording it in like the odd time continuum
1: right in the worst continuum um and also our fearless uh audio producer squee mcgee is not going to be joining us today uh because he had to work and instead me and me he died yeah he's a dead man uh, those all those bets in scandinavia finally caught up with him uh, but now me and Mr. <laughs> but the one thing we The one thing we are hoping for though,
0: Big Tuck, is since Squee will still edit yes. this episode afterwards, uh, we're really hoping that he's just going to randomly pause our audio and do his own color manolith commentary.
1: Yes. Uh, R.I.P. Squee, we'll see you next year. Um, but I was also going to say, this is the first time that I can remember we've recorded in the cold, clear light of day instead of the darkness where we can hide our emotions inside <laughs> So uh, it's definitely definitely has a little bit of a fair different point, feeling. Fair point. <laughs> since it's only noon o'clock, I am drinking a bubbly instead of a brewski because I drank about seventeen of those over the last two days. So, uh, but but it's okay. So so Mr. Combo, how has your twenty twenty one been so far?
0: Well, uh, I didn't actually go to sleep until twenty twenty one on New Year's Eve. Went to bed at like five a.m. Yeah. Uh, also. <clears throat> went ahead and didn't wake up till one o'clock on New Year's Day.
1: One o'clock? You degenerate. And you're going to give me a bunch of crap about sleeping late.
0: Wow. Uh, New Year's Day was the last day that I'm allowed to eat disgusting gross food because I am going hardcore on the chicken and salad or chicken and broccoli diet. Uh, gotta- hit an all-time high on the weight scale. So got a cut back, but I allowed myself one day to purge. Ate a, a stuffed crust meat lovers pizza <laughs> from Pizza, pizza, pizza Hut. <laughs> oh, By yeah. yourself? The whole thing? 100%. Yep, whole thing. Uh, <laughs> that was that was the only food I ate all day yesterday. <laughs> wow. So I feel great. Uh, <laughs> I dropped I feel the kids off at of the, the pool for about a half hour.
1: <laughs> I was wondering about that. So I us listen. I'm like, yeah. Do I feel great? No. Is my mental health great? Also, no. <laughs> I feel like I'm losing it. Uh, but. But other than that, I'm
0: good. I'm, I'm now into season four of Vikings. Yes. I'm absolutely loving it. It's fantastic, yeah, I uh, wish I would show. have learned about it sooner, but glass half full, I'm glad I didn't because now I could just binge watch it as right. opposed to being drawn out week by week. You know, and I think that's
1: kind of something that, well, first off, um, I think I was thinking about this the other day when I was like, well, I am also binge watching The Expanse. It's fine, it, just for something to have on the background. I was playing my Switch during like half of it, so whatever. Um, but uh it's just so weird of like I can't remember, like so the expanse originally aired on sci-fi, right? And there's times where it fades to black and then comes back up. Yeah. Right? And you're like, oh yeah, TV writers used to have to write in for commercials, right? Yes. And, and, I know. and like you couldn't just like sit on your couch and just shotgun these things back to back to back and not do anything. <laughs> uh, and I finally got the dreaded. I used I try not to be like a big binge watcher. I'm more of a movie guy. And I finally got the dreaded, like I, I was like doing something on my switch or on my phone or something. And I was like, why isn't the next episode coming up? And I looked up and the TV said like, Hey, it's Amazon. Are, Are you, you still, still there? I was like, all right. I need to go do something else. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna I gotta get out of this chair and go and go somewhere.
0: <laughs> that is one of the things I've enjoyed about Hulu. I don't know if Hulu does that. Cause I've seriously watched like six hours worth of stuff in a row and it hasn't popped up. That it, doesn't give, it doesn't give
1: you the shame, but <laughs>
0: But whenever I pass out on the couch and I wake up, my Xbox is off and it has stopped playing. So at some Ugh. point it does do it. I just assume that they have uh, hacked in via NSA to my phone and they're like, "Oh, Mister Combs oh, is yeah, asleep. He's asleep. Let's go ahead and let, let's go ahead and turn it off. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll save the episode. He, he can figure this out tomorrow.
1: But good. No, it's good. Well, it's good to be here."
0: yeah uh well guys if you want to know more ways to support the cmd tower team and all the content that we put out head over to our sponsor level1gameshop.com they sell everything you need from a tabletop gaming perspective whether it be board games or card games plus they're the ones that hook you guys up with those monthly giveaways so you should definitely go check them out uh if you want to actually put some dollars in the pockets help keep lights on upgrade big Tuck's audio setup uh for when he actually goes uh, remote, real life, RRL?
1: Yes, where I'm far, far (laughs) away.
0: Uh, you should have to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CMD Tower. We have four different pledge levels, and rewards vary from just getting access into the Discord or getting your own set of CMD Tower Playmaster sleeves or even getting the infamous Squee McGee coin. Yes, the same uh, type. If you can't help out from a monthly perspective, you could actually just go to the store, cmdtower.com slash merch. Uh, we have everything for sale on there. Please go buy it. I actually had to clean my play area where I store all this merch uh, for New Year's Eve, and it was a pain in the arse. by <laughs> it all. All right. But if you guys can't help us out from a financial standpoint, just share the content you're watching or listening to because every little bit of interaction from the collective does help. And of course, we want to give a big shout out to T Coats. He is our video editor that does these amazing YouTube videos that you guys are watching right now. Uh, the graphics are fantastic. Yeah. I actually had to steal his graphic from my green screen for when I do RRL podcasting. There we go. RRL, and pink royal, yeah. Remote real life. Oh, okay, fair enough. I am not a robot. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> like it? You got you got the uh, CAPTCHA.
0: And uh, oh god, speaking of CAPTCHA, did you see that Boston Dynamics? Yeah. Robot. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, it's terrifying. God, that was funny. Yeah, I don't like any. I don't like any uh, of that. It gives me anxiety.
0: <laughs> bring on the T one thousand. Yeah. Okay, okay. I, I think I've seen Terminator once. How does that I incredible. just was going out you're missing, on a limb. You're uh, thank you, Pink Royal, for the music you guys have uh, in the beginning and the end of the episodes. And hey, stay tuned till the end so you guys can get details on how you can win that kalbheim bundle from level one. Oh, right. So Brews and Builds is our deck tech series. Since we conquered the path to 32, we have moved on to the endless themes that EDH can bring us. Each month will be a new theme, and we correlate how those decks are constructed similar to how a beer is brewed. So we broke it down into four different categories. First one's rampant setting your board state. That's grain.
1: Yes, and grains are the foundation of every beer. They include both base malts and specialty malts, usually in a 60 to 40 ratio. This helps with the color, taste, and most importantly, the alcohol content of a beer. Decks always need ways to grow, stabilize, and ramp your bigger threats. And just like a grand profile, they're usually a mix of staples and specialty cards.
0: Then we have how does your board interact with all of your opponents, whether that's spells on the stack, hands, permanents on the battlefield, we call that hops.
1: And hops give the beer its patented bitterness and herbal floral flavors. They grow in a variety of strands and help distinguish subcategories like IPAs. Our hop chelsis help clear and interact with the board so your deck can do what it ultimately wants. And then
0: the next thing we have is, how does your deck actually close out or win games? We call that yeast. And yeast are living
1: microorganisms that eat the sugar from the grain and poop out alcohol and CO2. It adds alcohol content in the carbonation. Without yeast, you would be drinking flat sugar water. Without yeast cards, your deck wouldn't meet the goal of actually winning the game
0: then we have shenanigans that is something that doesn't really live in this format but hey we're here this week pet cards, random synergies that are in the deck that are fun we call that spice
1: i completely forgot about this bit um so spices do not appear in every beer and they actually don't appear in this deck at all (laughs) so there you have it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then
0: to seal off the episode, we have a bottle capping. to be big text and eyes cuts and adds to the deck that are under $5, under $50, bucks and a no-budget recommendation. Uh, just can't talk about mana-only lands. So without further ado, let's get brewing. We're continuing our C E D H month with your favorite combo player on the cast, Ugh. Mr. Combo number fives. Uh Okay, going out on a stretch, but granted the goad kind of gave me the leeway to just call the deck what I want to call it, but I always try to put the commander's names in there. Thrasio smashes extra turns.
1: I don't like it. I like like the one, I I think it's the first, the original is succinct, it gets to the point, right? This other one is like some nebulous ideal that doesn't exist.
0: Fine, fine, we're talking about turns and burns. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is my four color Thrasios Triton Hero and Vile Smasher of the Fierce deck. So Big Tuck, why don't you read what Thrasios does and I'll take Vile Smasher sure. and give a little history about the deck.
1: Cool, so Thrasios Triton Hero is a rare, shockingly, um, that it costs Simic that's green and blue. It's a 1-3 legendary creature, merfolk wizard. Beneath crushing... Sorry, beneath crashing waves Lies an oceans of secrets <laughs> waiting to be expel- Explored um, And it has four colorless, scry one then Reveal the top card of your library If it's a land card, put it on the battlefield tapped Otherwise, draw a card
0: And what's funny is I thought you were going to make a I am wearing my glasses And I still can't read no, And then I was going to segue into My fiance is actually at the eye doctor right now Trying wait, really? to get glasses ah, yeah. yeah,
1: join us I almost, so I talked about my astigmatism, right? Yeah. Okay, Never mind then. So, uh, good for her. (laughs) I'm thinking about actually going to get LASIK this year, but we'll we'll see what happens. Vile Smasher of the Fierce
0: is a colorless Rakdos that's black and red legendary creature, Goblin Berserker. The two, three, and it also has partner. Whenever you cast your first spell each turn, Vile Smasher of the Fierce deals damage equal to that spells CMC to an opponent chosen at random so right how this deck kind of came into fruition was a two-parter one i was on my path to 32 i wanted i needed to fill this uh uh, everything but white color scheme and i believe this is maelstrom this
1: is yidris yidris Yidris. colors which i think is yeah oh hold on i think it's is this dude or something yeah something crazy like that hold on let's see They were here. Uh, This is Glint Eye. Glint Eye. Glint Eye. The infamous Glint Eye.
0: Yes. So uh, I used to have a Maelstrom Wielder deck, and I actually enjoyed it. It was kind of chaos. I don't know what I'm gonna get, but it really kind of functioned off of eventually getting Paradox Engine, yeah. so then that way I could untap my artifacts, keep casting spells, go through my entire deck, and win off of combat. Yeah, It was a chaos deck
1: that was secretly a Paradox Engine infinite combo cascade deck. So... Hey, hey, hey sometimes I cascaded into crap,
0: and then once I ran out of spells, I couldn't cascade anymore. True. So... That was the goal of the deck, but then our amazing uh, rules committee decided to ban Paradox Engine. So I dismantled the deck um, and I was like, OK, well, what am I going to do for these colors? Well, there's the partners and and I guess I should say this. I did play the Maelstrom Wielder deck once or twice after the ban and it just never functioned the same you so took the engine out, right? yeah 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 yeah. once once Paranox engine went out the deck just sucked it was not fun to play so uh decided okay what are the partner pairings partners honestly don't really interest me mm. and I had started going to Magic Fest and I was like okay there's always someone there playing CEDH I wouldn't mind you know I have a lot of expensive cards I should sure. probably put together a CEDH deck with just stuff I have uh and so that's how I kind of, you know, came to the partners and kind of going down this route is, okay, I know Thrasios is a very high powered partner, but usually everyone partners it with Timna the Weaver, which yes. is the Orzhov yeah. um, at post-combat, however many opponents uh, took damage, you could pay that much life and draw that many cards. Mm-hmm. It's just basically you have value in your command zone, and then you have all your combo pieces in the deck. Right. I didn't want to do that. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to go infinite because that's how you win in CEDH. Sure. But I did not want to do the normal rigmarole infinite, draw my deck, lab man, fast as Oracle, Jace. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. I wanted to do my own rigmarole of going infinite that can be interrupted and can cause me to lose the game (laughs) is going infinite with infinite turns because... I just burn everyone out with Vile Smasher. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to it in the East section. There's a couple cards that you can kind of rinse and recycle throughout the deck. Uh, but I thought that would at least be a fresh take on it. And it's been a deck restriction I've held myself to no way i will add uh, yeah. one of the three if you have no cards left in your library you win the game well, just on principle of let me try to be a little bit different
1: well then the first time i saw this i actually put one in because i didn't know that there was that restriction so luckily we don't have to go through that <laughs> whole panic during the episode like last time we recorded so um <coughs> yeah uh so I don't play CDH, so to me, all these decks kind of blend into one or another, especially now that we've done another one already. Uh, so I've never, I don't know. I think I have played against this deck one time, and I think you did get to take infinite turns, but you killed yourself with Mana Crypt, if I remember correctly. Yep,
0: yep, sure And, sure did. Happened, and yep. that has
1: happened more than once to you in this, in this one, right?
0: Yep, yep, nice. absolutely, sure does. Yes. I think I've actually killed myself more with this deck than other people have killed me playing
1: this deck. <laughs> nice. Uh, It is at the 94% on the competitive meter, even though I don't think that really works too well. Uh, I do want to say this. uh, You have, I would wager to guess, literally thousands of dollars in your mana base and (laughs) your curve is kind of all over the place. (laughs) Looks like you you need a little bit more blue.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I could use some more blue, but I guess like the kind of the way that CEDH works and it's very different from just your casual kitchen table. It's only run 28 lands in the deck. Sure. And out of those 28 lands. I don't think you have a single. You,
1: you don't have a single. I don't think you have a single basic land, right?
0: Correct. I do not. Uh, and I have even off color fetches in here. So I can always yeah. get to whatever I need to because I have sure. all the duels. Yeah. I, I have everything that taps for any color. So I've actually. I mean, Now, granted, I say that there was one game that I literally had the exact amount of blue after drawing my entire deck with infinite mana to get my infinite loot right and and if I didn't have the mana then I just would have, you would I would have, have died. die because <laughs> they would have, yeah they all would have had a turn to kill me right and I had just enough so I guess blue has kind of bitten me before where I don't have enough okay I sure. just I, I don't think In a four-color deck that I can run basics over things like Reflecting Pool Mm. or Llanowar Waste and things like that. I think I just have to find more ways to generate blue. I don't know if there are any. Uh, I think I got them all.
1: Yeah, probably. Um, I think you'd have to... I think you might be short on a couple... Like, I don't see a city of brass in here. So there's probably some, like, fringe... Mm. There's probably some fringe ones that will give you multiple colors. But, yeah, that that is a weird... That is a really weird... That's a really weird predicament to be in, right? Where it's like, I, there's yeah. no... I can't... Because a lot of times you talk about how we just like... We're like, okay, we have nine land slots left. We're just going to put in three mountains, sure. three islands, three green, three forests, yeah. right? So now that's the easiest one to reconfigure and, and tool around with. But now you're like, well, yeah. I have every single land that's non-basic that can come <laughs> into play untapped. I don't know what else to do.
0: Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, I really kind of am stuck. I mean, I don't have a steam vents in here, so I guess I could get... Shocklands. Oh yeah, 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 fit round out round yeah. out those. Because I, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I have I have Blood Crypt and I have Watery Grave. I'm just yeah. missing Steam Vent, so I guess that'd be one that I could add. But once again, one land will not change my. No, destiny. not not the,
1: day that, not the way that you need it. And also, just for those playing the home game, the stack is worth somewhere between four thousand and six and seven thousand dollars, depending on where what what cards you have and whatnot. So, good thing you like playing it, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, And of course the curve, I wanna say the goads was at what, like a two, 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 three last week? Yeah,
1: at most, I think it was like a two, I think it was like a two, two, one, right?
0: And so you can kind of see the difference in that deck to this deck, because this deck's average CMC is two, eight, one. Right, right. So it's actually significantly higher than his, but it's because those extra turn spells alone are costing me, what, 21, 30, 38, at least 38 pips at mm-hmm. a minimum, uh, up to maybe 50 pips right, um, right, right, out of right. the entire deck. So um, that's really a big reason why I think this deck, it seems like, whoa, CMC is high. But I guess if you take out those 50, 60 pips from the deck, I bet you it drops to like a two.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and again, like you, I think you have some ways to like kind of lower that down in here somewhere. Um, so yeah, sure. I mean, I'm sure, but it, but again, like we were talking about, that higher CMC only matters if the game is going longer, right? Whereas this thing can come out so fast mm-hmm. and like everything else in CDH, like if you have the right, if people run out of counter spells or removal and you come out with like the, the perfect hand, it doesn't matter that what sure. your CMC is, right? Cause you're gonna find the pieces that you need to put the puzzle together. Or if you will, the R- yeah. Goldberg machine.
0: Now That makes sense. All right, let's get into this deck. We're going to start with that rampant green section. Uh, Big Tuck, you know, made fair points that a lot of these decks are kind of similar. But I think the nice thing here is we're talking about a deck that does not have white and also Mm. runs green, unlike the Kaikar deck. So we will see some differences. And this first one uh, is one that you have a flower Oh, and maybe... It's also a carpet.
1: Something that you can Three. throw on your front burnt door. couch. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Three, two, one. Carpet, carpet flowers. Carpet of flowers, carpet of flowers That's is a single one green, green enchantment. And it's an enchantment.
1: I already beat you. No way. That was a lag. All right. Yes. Flip. We'll flip for it. Call it. Ready? All right. Uh, sitting tight. Oh, uh, I don't have that coin. It's in my bag. So. <laughs> <laughs> heads are, heads uh, oh, here we go.
0: Oh, oh you got uh, it, okay. heads. Yep, all right,
1: I'm sitting tight. Fair enough. Ha ha, suck it up. All right, uh, during your main phase, you may add up to X mana of one color to your mana pool, or X is the number of islands target opponents controls, and it's sitting at about
0: $18. So the funny thing about this card, the goat is actually the one that kind of turned me on to this, because really? I've seen it okay. on playing with power and spike feeders, and I know it's a CEDH staple, but it's just, it's that mind difference to mm-hmm. where, i would never run this in a single one of my kitchen table decks never in a million years okay because uh, uh, because maybe you're getting two mana like cool i guess um in a normal kitchen table scenario, mm-hmm. but in CEDH, I would say ninety percent of the meta does run Islands. Yeah, so right. you are going to generate three, four, five mana, and I believe this has been errated to where you get it in both your main phases.
1: Yes, correct. You do get it. You do get it in both your main phases. Um, so yeah, and I think, and I think to your point, when we're talking about like the mana base, it does specify Islands, right? Um, mm-hmm. so you can't, so because a lot of people are also playing these blazing fast land bases also in blue, yep. the fact that you're going to see a lot of Abra duels, um, a lot of shock lands, you know, pretty much everything that has sure. those sort of distinctions. Then I think that your chance of getting more or even higher. Um, I agree pretty much with everything you said. My only counter, I have seen this played in normal kitchen table and I see it do work. Um, but those have been in, hmm. those have been in like enchantment based decks in green. So then I think oh, okay. not only does it play into like the mana ramp, but it also plays into the theme of the deck, you know, gives you one more enchantment on the board to pump up your creatures and that sort of thing. Um, and it's been, since it got reprinted in mystery boosters, it's now at, like an all time low of like $13. So if you're, oh, wow. if, if you're on the hunt for this card, this is the time to pick it up.
0: Um, and you know what a funny non bow would be with this? Run, I, I would actually say run this in a deck that you have tide Leviathan, because oh, then you make everyone's yeah. lands into islands. Ha, ha all, the yeah, all of it It's only it's the only way to make
1: tide pay for itself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, Big Tuck, what's your second card? Okay, so
1: this one I I am really trying to find cards that and we talked about this last week, I think, where I'm trying to find cards that I am surprised to be in these sort of decks because I think they're um, sure i think they're you know pretty casual a little more out of the beaten path so i'm surprised that you still have keen sense in here so i think yeah. it's a I think it's a great card um and i think it's still worth it so keen sense is one green for an enchantment aura uh it's uh an enchant creature Whenever enchanted creature deals combat damage or i'm sorry whenever enchanted creature deals damage to an opponent you may draw a card crowback since that miri wasn't ready for the curse taking hold of her weeping in his heart he fled Um, and I could go into why that's that's interesting because it's from Plane Shift but I don't want to tell myself to have to uh, suck it so normally I think this (laughs) card I think this card is really good in a normal Vile Smasher deck just because the way that it normally runs is that you you are playing a lot of stuff at instant speed so you're constantly getting that trigger off the first thing and then it's kind of replacing itself right all that stuff um, yeah. and it's only one right the normal version of it you have the you have the foil version which is 17 dollars um
0: yeah i tra- I traded it with the saint joe yeah. group um oh, yeah, they, so right. they they traded me that and then there's like a blue version that does a similar thing yeah curi- uh, and i think Curiosity. that one has flash um Yeah, and I've I've already cut curiosity, and Mm. I have to say this is on the chopping block for this deck as well. I I I think the biggest thing for me is I get the value you can get with Vile Smasher and that you should be interacting with people on uh, their turns, and so he should, in theory, be always dealing damage, but... I mean, I've played this deck enough, Vile Smasher gets picked off.
1: Yeah, exactly. And
0: this is an aura. If this was an equipment, I think I'd feel a little bit different. Or if it was like Raincore, if it went to the graveyard, yeah, it goes right. back to hand. If it had some way to protect itself, I would be okay with it. But I'm always a little leery of auras and non-aura decks, mm-hmm. because once you put it on the creature and that creature's dead or gets exiled or bounced, right. that, that aura's gone. And not many people have aura recursion and non-aura decks.
1: Yeah, I, to- I totally agree on that. Um, so, but it, well, I think, you know, if this deck wasn't as optimized as it is, it might still have a home for it. Um, but I just think it was yeah. cool that, you, I, I think it's cool that you at least like attempted to put it in and leave it there, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've tried to play it. And uh, I mean, kind of looking at my, oh, I'll just cut it for that. There we go. I already now know exactly what I'm going to cut for it.
1: <laughs> Easy enough. <laughs> but we're not, cutting it. This, we're not right. cutting it on this very podcast right here, right?
0: Oh, no, I'm absolutely cutting keen sense on this very podcast Oh, we podcast are. Okay, today. gotcha. All right, oh, well, yeah.
1: let's right, let's move right along then. <laughs> All
0: right, the, the next card I want to talk about is an amazing card from uh, Commander Legends that I believe mm. uh, Rachel Weeks it, isn't the biggest fan of, but yes. not so, but she hates his brother way more. Mm-hmm. We are talking about Hole Breacher. Sure. Uh, haven't got to <laughs> play not? with it yet, but gosh, this has to be in every CEDH deck, I would imagine. Yeah, that's so, insanely good. So two colorless blue, creature merfolk pirate, it's a rare, it's a three, two, I don't need a map to find riches. Nice. Um, and it has flash. And if an opponent would draw a card, except for the first they would draw on each of their up draw steps, instead you'd create a treasure token. And uh, treasures are just yeah. tap, sack, add a color of, of, uh, of any mana you want. So the thing Bars. that you'll notice about CEDH is people try to draw three, four, five, six cards a turn. Oh, sure. And that's why cards like Narset really hurt. Um, people in CEDH because it prohibits you from drawing more than one card a turn, mm-hmm. um, and that's why people freak out about it. And that's also the same reason why people freak out about um, oh, what's the flash demir guy? That if you're going to tutor, you only look at the top um,
1: four. Wait, oh, the even mind sensor, that one?
0: No, mind, or this is even um, mind sensor. You have to pay. Yeah, this is a demir guy, uh, notion with- thief. There we yeah, go. Right, right, right. <clears throat> yeah, so that's why also people like freak out when that gets flashed in, and it usually draws immediate counters. Right. And so, Hole Breacher, you want to, tr- I want to try to ramp really quick early, obviously have it in hand, but then be able to cast it when people are pretty much tapped out. Go ahead and flash it mm. in. Um, now, granted, I could definitely see this being like a Fluster Storm target. Oh, yeah. Or something to sure. that effect. Uh, But I I love the card. I think it's great. I think it actually has a home in both CEDH and EDH. Because really, this just says, hey, let's play fair. Right, yeah. Like, draw a card. Like, don't get some absurd value train going. Um, And really, what are you getting? You're getting treasures. It's Mm. not like the one in black in the hop section where that one is devastating for what what you get out of it. This one, it's kind of like Smothering Tithe. It's really annoying
1: yeah yeah i I agree with all that um and then the other thing i'll say too is it seems like there are a lot of this card especially in I think this card's really good in general um, but especially in CEDH we're now two decks in and both decks have had Wheel of Fortune right and, wa- and both oh, decks yeah. want to cast them so it seems to me like this is like the perfect answer to being like alright well if everyone's, gonna play, if everyone's gonna play Wheel of Fortune everyone else can play Hole Breacher and then it just gets insane and <laughs> stacks up a gazillion a two- a- 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 <laughs> a treasures so uh, yeah I-, I like it I think it's a good card to have and-, and hold on to and definitely it has to be I feel like it's kind of getting to the point where it has to be in all these EDH decks, right? Yeah, just, just well, and off. it's kind
0: of funny. The last thing I'll say on it is I was listening to our buddies, the uh, Commander Smiths, and they actually had a whole breacher as one of their specs. Like mm. even though the price is high right now, they think that it's gonna go up significantly once Commander Legends has done with its print run oh, because it okay. is so powerful. Yeah. yeah Almost yeah. think of it as like a dockside extortionist. Dockside mm-hmm. was expensive in the beginning. Now it's really expensive. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me, man. All right, Tuck, Uh, what's
0: your last grain?
1: So you made an interesting choice here, and I think you only have a couple of Planeswalkers in here, but you chose the worst of the two drop Planeswalkers. Oh, no, it's the best one. No, this is significantly worse. So this is, oh, wait, oh, yeah, do we both have this?
0: Yeah, we do. I, I forgot
1: we're kind of cheating on this. So. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. Ren and six. Ren and six. Uh, it's a two-drop uh, Planeswalker with, for Gruel, which is red and green. It comes in with three loyalty. It's a legendary Planeswalker, Ren, uh, and it's from your favorite, Modern Horizons. Modern Horizons. And it's also
0: mythic. And, mythic. It's, mythic. and it's also still $61. Yeah,
1: that's wild. But I know it's still playing <laughs> a lot of legacy stuff, too, so so
0: it has three uh activated abilities the first one's plus one return up to one target land from your graveyard to your hand which i'll be honest that's the main reason i run in because yeah. i have all the fetches great way to recycle crucible of the world sees play and cedh so um i like it minus one run in six, deals one damage to any target i don't know if i'll ever use that uh the minus seven i haven't gotten to yet but that would win me the <laughs> yeah. game um in theory get an emblem with incident sorcery cards in your graveyard have retrace which basically means i can discard a land card Pay the mana cost, cast the card, and yeah. it doesn't even get exiled. It just goes back to the graveyard. Yeah. So I love this guy. It's low curve. I could play it turn two and mm-hmm. get my fetch land back. Uh, I could do so much with Renin 6.
1: Yeah, I and I wouldn't even discount the the minus one because there is a lot of people who play like Birds of Paradise, um, oh, yeah, that sort of stuff, right? That you can just slowly pick off, or if there's other utility things like I think deranged hermit. Is that played at all? That's the one where uh, no you, you cycle through or wait, is it deranged hermit? Uh hold on hermit druid which is like a dredge staple oh, right. hermit druid yeah. yes
0: yes no hermit just... druid is played i don't know if deranged her yeah, not yet played. but now with this new
1: spec on it whatever but like there are there are a fair amount of utility there are a fair amount of utility creatures that have one toughness they can always just pick off with this if you don't if you haven't gotten your fetch lands in some bizarro nightmare oh, okay. situation um so yeah so i i think all your points i completely agree with low cnc Three valuable um, abilities and if you get the minus seven, it's probably game over.
0: And it's really expensive, so that fits the yes, CEA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: So you can even get a fancy <laughs> version of it if you want to pay. How much is the foil on it? Like hundreds? Oh,
0: I can't imagine. It's has got I like a buck fifty, right? 140. Wow. Yeah.
1: That's wild, man. Um but anyways, yeah, I, I like I said, I'm on board. It just, you know, obviously it's the weaker of the two, so um you gotta go with what you go with though. Don't you but think about it, you could be Whoa. drawing a card and discarding the same card that you just drew for two red every turn. <laughs> just look at the value. But why would I do that? It's, <laughs> why would I do that? Because it's amazing.
0: <laughs> Then why don't you run Tybalt, in all of your red decks? Because I only have one copy, but uh, I need to get more. Uh, they're so. cheap as hell. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Wait, should I make Tybalt your Goreclaw? I th- oh yeah. Well, I, I, we I, I buy move. like fifteen copies and just hide them in hide your decks. All my decks.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. We are looking for my. We are still on the hunt for Big Tuck's card to die on a hill this sure. year. So. We'll see
0: how that goes. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up the green section. Now we're going to head over to the hops in Big Tuck. Why don't you start us off? What's your first hop card? So
1: this is a card that I own. Um, and it's one of the ones that, again, I'm, I know why it's going to CDH, but it just is still surprising to me. Um, and you could say I'm shocked because they have the same CMC. Uh, I think it's really great that you have Chain of Vapor in here. So chain of vapor, so good. yeah, it's nuts, right? Chain of vapor is one blue. Um, it's an instant return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then that permanents controller may sacrifice a land. If the player does, he or she may look for this, may copy the spell and may choose a new target for the copy. So uh, normally I've seen this, I have seen this get copied over and over and over again, sometimes like I've seen it up to three times, but that's usually like in a normal table where people have been like cultivating rampant growth, they have mana dorks, whatever, where like a land is not as important. Um, But correct me if I'm wrong, because CEDH is so much faster, I'm guessing sacrificing even one land could pretty much lose you the game, right?
0: Uh, I wouldn't say, so the whole reason that you run such a low land base in CEDH is because you have so many mana rocks mm. and mana doors oh, sure. and ways to generate. So it's still the same as EDH. Just look at CEDH, where a CEDH game, their turns 3, 4, and 5, or more like a kitchen table's turns six, seven, eight.
1: Ah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, so yeah. they should
0: have just just the same amount of resources. But I have seen it to where people do uh, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and sack a land, and now I'm going to do this. I have seen that happen a few times, but that is few and far between.
1: Right? Yeah, and this is also nuts to me that this uncommon from onslaught is six dollars. <laughs> Which is wild, but I mean, it just goes to show you the, it goes to show you how powerful this is in, um, it really goes to show you how powerful it is in CDH, but moreover, how much a one mana difference makes. So anyways, Chain of Vapor, gotta gotta talk about it. All
0: right, well, I wanna talk about a counter spell that once again, I thought it was trash. And then once I started playing the format more and understanding it, I I, I don't know why it's $7, but Flusterstorm. (laughs) Will just wreck house. Yeah, it's really good. in um, CEDH. I don't think this would ever work though in kitchen table. Correct. Um, I don't think this is good in kitchen table.
1: I I think it's okay. I don't think it's worth the money.
0: Okay. Because there's better.
1: Because there's so, better ones out there. But re, yeah.
0: Fluster single blue, instant. It's a rare from, uh, well, the, my printing is Modern Horizons, uh, my favorite set yeah, of setter. course. Uh, and uh, counter, target, instant, or sorcery spell, unless its controller plays pays a colorless. But it also has Storm, which is really the important part. So when you cast a spell, copy it for each spell on the stack cast before this turn. You may choose new targets for the copies. So a lot of times in CEDH, you'll have these plays of... I'm gonna play expropriate. Well, I'm gonna force of will exiling a card from my hand and losing a life. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to pack a negation that. Okay. Well, I'm gonna do this and it could be like yeah. okay. Well, fuck you. I'm gonna fluster storm. I get this many copies of fluster storm and then you could point the copies at whatever you want. Yeah, right. Uh, which is really really cool.
1: And again, like the, I, so I think and I think the reason why it's expensive, it has only been printed a handful of times because this used to be like twenty bucks. Um, when, it, oh, wow. when it got printed, because it was originally printed in Commander 2011, which is wild, uh, <clears throat> but then um, they, so I think again, going back to the reason why it's so good in CDH, it also is the one drop, right? It's a one drop counter spell and that sort of thing. Sure. Um, and I think this does, I think if you had one and you're playing like a super heavy counter stack, it's okay in the kitchen table format because sometimes people might like demonic tutor, go get their big win piece and then go from there, right? And oh, then they might not gotcha. have to that and it's only one. Um, but for me, there's so many other options that are like a dollar <laughs> that are better than this, <laughs> that are non-conditional. Um, and I think again, in CDH, it's also like, the instance and sorceries and C D H are especially what's gonna win you the game most of the time, right? Whether it's like exp- sure. like whether it's like copying expropriating gazillion times or, you know, some other huge spell. Yeah. Uh, so that also makes it really better synergized for this format than just your normal kitchen table as well.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. All right what's your second one okay so uh, senior?
1: I, I have another counter spell this is another one that i'm i think it's really interesting you have Ooh. it in here um i think it's very cute but i think it's also like a back to fluster storm so i think whirlwind of denial or sorry whirlwind denial uh which isn't there a card called whirlwind of denial maybe hold on here um are they just getting lazy now Oh, sorry. It's whirlwind of thought, and then there's whirlwind denial. Yeah, but anyways, they are they are lazy. So, anyways, this is a uncommon from Theros, which is bonkers, right? Um, Two colors in blue for each spell and ability your opponent controls. Counter it unless its controller pays for. And I love the flavor text too, which is no, no, and no. (laughs) So this is really this is a really interesting card because I think a lot of people say like. Well, if they're, if they're generating infinite mana, then they can always pay the four. And it's like kind of not, though. This actually can stop infinite mana generation. It kind of goes yep. another... Co- it's kind of another copy of Flusterstorm, right? Where they it's going to copy... If someone's doing a bunch of things on the stack, and even if they have infinite mana... So let's say you're playing the... Um, What's the other uh, the the mirror match of this deck? And they're copying, uh, or they're going through Thrasio's ability, and they're not thinking about it later. Oh, gotcha. Resolve, so they just put, okay, I'm gonna go nine hundred ninety nine times. At some point, they have to stop. Doing that, right? And yeah. then you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to go in a whirlwind and deny all that. And then if they're not thinking correct or if they like lose their mana somehow or whatever, then that could be like a way to stop it. But even then, um, if you're holding back mana and someone's going super fast, they're probably not even going to have the four available to counter just if you're going to counter a big extra turn spell, right?
0: Yeah. Four is a lot for Ooh. someone just to be able to be like, oh, I just have four left over unless they have the infinite mana. Yeah. And actually, I don't think there's a way like. The only way you could stop the infinite mana is actually on the first oh, activation, I believe, yeah. because it's, because yeah. they could just do it in response. And if they've done that enough then they'll have the infinite mana to be able to pay it. Right, 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 so right, it's Yeah, you have to, I don't know what that line would be. I guess like in the Grim Monolith Power Artifact one, tap Grim Monolith for three, I'm gonna activate uh, its ability for two to untap it with that on the stack, whirlwind denial. Ah, yeah. And then they're just dead in the water. Yeah, right, because it won't be able to untap. So, okay. The more reason I use it is in those counter spell battles like I did with Murph over my birthday, this is something to where it's like, okay, three mana. We have like 10 things on the stack. You have a crap ton of mana, though, because you get all these mana rocks and rigmaroles, whirlwind denial, counter everything, and we're good. Um I like I like anything that counters abilities, yes. like disallow. Yeah. So many things in EDH, whether it's kitchen table or competitive, has activated abilities that could be so backbreaking. Right. And having a counter spell that could deal with that, even though it's three, I think is actually pretty, pretty worth it.
1: Yeah, and even even on a lot of times, if you're playing fast on EDH, if you're playing normal, you'll just be like, okay, I'm gonna do this, and while that's happening, I'm also gonna do this thing. This one actually makes you really kind of have to think and be like, okay, I'm actually going to let that resolve before you do anything else, mm-hmm. right? And like, think a little through the stats. So again, for a 31 cent foil, <laughs> Uncommon, yeah. I think it does way, I think it's punching way above its weight.
0: Sweet. Well, I'm actually talking about another counter spell Ooh. that came out this year as well, that 17 cents as a foil, uh, Unsubstantiate. Oh yeah, this card's incredible. So, this is a colorless blue instant Uncommon from M21. Nicely done, Jace. Oh no, I got to do it in her voice. Oh wait,
1: was she had was she Cockney? No, we had we just came up with a voice for somebody that was hysterical. I don't remember what it was. Oh,
0: I don't know. I was I was gonna try to go like sexy Angelina Jolie. Like I feel like Angelina Jolie would be like Liliana. Like nicely done, Jace. You always were good at disappearing axe. I almost a disappointing axe, and then that sounds like <laughs> uber-sexual. Uh, anyway, that's my Liliana, everyone. I'm here all night. So, Thank you all for uh, it says return target spell or creature to its owner's hand. The reason I run this in the deck is it is only two. Yeah. And uh, there are things in, uh, uh, we talked about it last week with the goad, with uh, Dovin's Veto. Some things say the spell can't be countered. Mm-hmm this gets around counter spells yes, that can't right. be countered or spells that can't be countered. Um, I will never probably use it for the creature to its owner's hand, unless I'm just extremely desperate mm-hmm. and I'm about to die. Um, you know, hey, they're gonna hit me for one and then I have, or hit me for one, that'll put me at three, and then I have a mana crypt I gotta flip for. Yeah, Maybe I yeah, do it on right, that case, I, I, <laughs> I know I'm gonna lose. Um, so, uh, but I, I just, I think it's
1: great oh, to it's have cre- that it's gotta, be, it's gotta be a creature though. Uh, because the, spell you, can only the st- spell you can only do the spell you can only do the spell
0: on the stack, correct? Or bounce a creature yeah. that's on the board, right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. So yeah, uh, I, I just think it's great, especially when you have some of those players. Like I've kind of alluded to, to where it's like, okay, I have infinite colorless mana. I have just enough colors. Let me go ahead and win the game now. Of uh, substantiate you now, do, you still got infinite colorless mana, but you got nothing to do with it mm-hmm. and pass the turn and you'll, you'll probably die. Yes, so totally. And I,
1: you know, if they are, if they are playing uh, commanders that are a little bit more like Kai Kar, for example, where he really needs his commander to kind sure. of get it going or that sort of thing, you always mm-hmm. have the option to bounce it back to his hand and try to disrupt it. Um, but again, like the fact that it's, it's the remand with the additional thing on top of it, just, I think does, does a lot, a lot of work.
0: Yep, for sure. Alright, man. What's your last hops card? So this is another cool one because that I'm Because because we've cheated, we both are on the same one. Are we
1: on this one or no?
0: Yes. Yeah. Because remember I take all the notes so we can send it over to Tyler okay. to so, do the video editing. Oh yeah. So do we So I know what I know what you're doing. So is this are we matching on this one too? I don't remember. Yes, we're matched on this. Oh, okay. Those. Well,
1: anyways, uh, I guess here we go. No need for a bit here. Three, two, one. Wishclaw Talisman. Wishclaw Woo!
0: Talisman. Uh, it's, uh, that's a colorless black. It's an artifact. Yeah. It's a rare from the crappiest set Yeah, ever, the worst one. We
1: were way off on that. Um, Wishclaw Talisman enters the battlefield with three Wishclaws on it. One colorless tap. Remove a wish counter from Wishclaw Talisman. Search your library for a card. Put it into your hand and then shuffle your library. An opponent gains control of Wishclaw Talisman. Activate this ability only during your turn. So, I think this, yeah. I mean, I just think it's a really cool card. Like, I think it's very well designed. And the way I'm thinking about it, correct me if I'm wrong, is this is like, there's one of two things that you're doing with this, right? One is it's a three nana tutor to go win the game, right? That you can just yep. do whatever. And then
0: that—that's all it is. Yeah,
1: but I think I think that you also you've you made mention before that you have played this for two and you just wait, right? Because you don't need to activate it and you wait till you have the right oh, mana sure. or that sort of thing, right? Is that kind of like one of the strats that you use with it too to kind of bait out a removal or something?
0: yeah well because i don't know if anyone's actually going to use a targeted removal on this because once again you should be using removal and counter spells not on the tutor but the thing that they yes tutor, exactly <laughs> um and just risk it that it probably doesn't have hexproof shroud indestructible can't be countered because that's just so few and far between right. um but i do like it from the aspect of think about this boys and girls uh demonic tutor colorless black It's a staple. Vampiric Tutor, single black, staple. Um, Diabolic Tutor, meh. And... Those cards though, you have to spend directly out of your hand. Mm-hmm. And you may pull them early in the game and you don't know what you need. Yep, yep. Like you, you know, you're looking at your hand, you don't even have one piece of your combo ready. So it's like, well, am I just gonna waste it to go get a combo? Yep. Do I do it for this? Do I do it for that? You just aren't sure. So usually you just hold on to it and I'll tutor at the right moment. Mm-hmm. With Wishclaw Talisman, I could pay the two if I had nothing else to do that turn, plop it down and just let it sit. Yeah. Exactly. And it, exactly. it's almost kind of like the um, oh, there's that. It's dragon, uh, dragon or Huh? It's that land that you can like pay colorless, tap it, uh, and you can basically put like storage mana counters on oh, it. Oh yeah, you are ready to cast it.
1: Yeah, there's a button. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, about I, I
0: yeah, I basically look at it like that. This is basically a. Uh, Tutor that you just kind of like put in the bank. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna put some mana in. It's here when I'm ready to spend a color list to go tutor what I need. I'll go ahead and do that. Right. Plus, when you do it from that perspective, they have to have a disallow or a whirlwind denial to counter the tutor. Exactly. Because it's not actually casting a tutor spell. Um, so you can go get your game winner at that point. Um, and yes, even though you have to give it to someone else, and I get it. See, people are like, don't do that. It's like, but if I'm doing it, I'm gonna win the game.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think the other thing that I like about too. I just realized because this is the second or third time we've talked about this card, depending on, depending on the recording that you're listening to, um, is that I thought it was I thought the the stipulation was just sorcery speed, but it's not. It's at any point during your turn, so you can yep. so you don't have to do it just in your main phases. Like if you go to combat or something and you have to use it, you're you can always use it on your turn, which I think is which makes it even better. So, or uh, the from the CEDH
0: perspective. I've cast a big spell to hopefully win the game. Counter spell. We're in this counter battle. They're the last one to do it, and it's like, ah, oh, I really need to. Okay, let's paint the color list. Let's go get my force of will that I Jump can cast for and free and blast me. them. And blast them. Cool.
1: No, yeah, right. I think it's great. I think it's one of the. I think it's the one of the more creative picks in the in the whole in the whole list.
0: I did that just for you. Oh, oh. Man. Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the hot profile. Then we're going to head over to the yeast. And this is going to be pretty boring because <laughs> uh, the yeast section ain't that big. We got nine, no, no, no. but I think that's an upgrade from Kykar, which was five or six. Uh, Yeah, something like I that. I can't remember. He at least had
1: the dignity to put in a spice.
0: <laughs> I don't have any spice. All right. Well, this first one you and I lined on. It's an awesome artifact from Zendikar Rising. Oh um, God! Does a lot. I hate so, the You're reading, three, you're reading two, this one. One
1: little more legend. It's four little colors. Legendary engine. artifact. That's mythic.
0: Ha uh pay to tap copy target activated or triggered ability you control you may choose new targets for the copy so that's a great way to copy vile smasher triggers yeah oh sure three colorless tap copy target incident sorcery spell you control you may choose new targets for the copy basically pay three maybe get another copy of fluster storm um you know well actually i don't think fluster storm would work so well, but usually you use that for the extra turn spells. Or, so there or, you, go. Three go, mana. or you go
1: get you know you use two, you go grim tutor twice, right? goes sure. your two color okay. pieces yeah.
0: you need, right? Sure. And then four colorless tap copy target permanent spell you control. This one I don't think I'll ever use that often. I mean, I guess there's something to be said about having. A, I don't know, multiple mystic remoras if it's that late in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or I guess multiple lotus petals. I mean, I guess whole breacher would be kind of funny. Yeah. Like for every card you don't get to draw, I get two treasures. Mm. Um, but I don't know. Um, I, I don't think the four will ever get used, but I do believe the two and the three will get used a lot.
1: Yeah. And that's, I mean, eight's a lot. if you're Because I feel like doing, you know, um six, for the first ability on a turn where you don't have much else going on is pretty good um, just to play this and, and also do the ability. Uh, but like, yeah, play, getting up to four seems to be a bit, I mean, how many, are all the permanents you have in here are either legendary or mana rocks, right? Yeah. So um, I, I I think Form Engine is fine. I just kind of hate this card because to me, it's just baby paradox engine where it's like you can make you you always made that you generally would make the argument that you would put paradox engine in a lot of your decks even if it isn't part of like the infinite combo especially if they have a lot of mana rocks just because you get a lot of value sure, of if you it. have a lot of mana rocks yeah. and stuff so yeah. i kind of feel like this is this one is it's 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 generically good in a lot of decks and that's why i don't particularly care for it just because it, i feel like you can just kind of put it in something you're like all right well i don't know I, I need an extra slot, so I'm just putting Lithiform Engine in, and someday it's going to work, you know?
0: I, you know what's funny is you calling it Baby Paradox Engine, I bet you when the rules committee saw this card get previewed, they're like, thank God we banned Paradox Engine. <laughs>
1: yeah, oh Could you imagine God, this yeah. with
0: Paradox Engine? <laughs> <laughs> that
1: yeah, would be gross. horrible. So, um, you know, I... I think it's an interesting card. I'd be interested to find. I, I'm interested in hearing about a deck that, like, it's the it's a cornerstone of right, like a build around kind oh, of yeah. like how Paradox Engine was in your uh, Yidris deck, right? Like that deck mm-hmm. really really sung with that. So I'd be interested to hear if this has that same potential, which I don't think it does. But you it know, is. I'm. Off.
0: i I think this actually could i mean if it's not my my deck's already tuned enough so i don't think i can do it but this would actually be very interesting in my empress galena deck
1: yeah right oh especially being able to like
0: Yeah, with the activated ability, that'd be really cool. I have lots of counter stuff to protect my things. So the copy instant sorcery, if I needed to, that'd be cool. But imagine this man, Uh, I play like control magic for make another control magic on the stack. I'm taking two things now. That seems pretty decent. I think you
1: should should take it out of this and put it into that.
0: Oh, absolutely not. I'll just have to get another copy. Oh, fair enough. It's not- remember, remember, 2021, we're on the single train. Yes. We're not getting these packs no more. Indeed. Love it. All right. Duck. What's your second one? Alright,
1: so this one's this one's pretty basic. I just want to tell it because I learned recently why this card is so good. Nexus of Fate, Wahoo. Congratulations, we did it. Five colorless <laughs> blue, blue for a rare some mythic uh, it's an instant. Uh, take an extra turn after this one. Nexus of fate would be put into a graveyard from anywhere, reveal it, and put it into its owner's library instead. Sarkin wandered into a tomb and back in time. Uh, so I knew that this was the bi- this was a big spell. Um, mostly because in monster yeah. in monster mashes, right, extra turns always good what I didn't realize and I finally I, I, I think I would copy this I'm like whatever you know we got the buy a box promo who cares um and I, I have it in the deck and then but the, the trick of it is the instant speed that's where it's freaking bonkers because yep. you can do it taking yep. an extra turn at any time I mean it's effectively in a normal deck it's like a ramp spell it just does everything that you want at instant speed right for one more than like the old-fashioned tutors
0: Yeah. um, And actually funny thing. Do you remember how you got this card?
1: Uh, Yeah, we went and picked it up together.
0: Well, remember, that was a set that neither one of us was going to do the buy a buy a box. That was one that you and I were like, M19 doesn't look that great, oh. uh, whatever. And then we saw Nexus of Fate. It was the buy a box. We're like, and I think the card was pre-ordering for like $20, yeah, right, $25. Right, right. And that's when we're like, oh, well, we have to get a box. Look <laughs> at the value of
1: this card. And uh,
0: yeah, like, I don't even know what it's worth now, but I, think I don't think it's worth 20 or 25. Uh,
1: 22 is what I'm seeing right now. So oh, that's, so there I mean, we go. but it, yeah, I do remember that. I don't remember and the funny part is is i i always kind of remember i sort of always remember a little bit of some set i could not remember i couldn't tell you a single card besides this one from 2019 i have i have no i have no idea i think there
0: was an ajani
1: planeswalker in that set maybe is that right i don't know i have no idea Um, but yeah so nexus of fate is really good it's the it's the um it's the cornerstone of tons of decks, both C-E-D-H and otherwise, yes. and uh, and I hate it, so
0: there you have it. And I will say this. This is also another card that is a competitive card, but I'm okay if someone runs it in their kitchen table deck only because of the... Uh, if Nexus Fate would go into the graveyard from anywhere, shuffle it into the owner's mm-hmm. library. I think it's always good to have some way to protect yeah. yourself against mill. To monster mash itself, um, sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I do, I do think it. You know, it's just like Kozalik Butcher of Truth. I think Kozalik can see play in a casual, even a power four or five deck, because of the fact that he does protect your graveyard mm-hmm. and you can monster mash. Yeah. Uh, because there is more and more mill every single day. Yeah. It's a nationwide epidemic.
1: Mills hitting the streets. (laughs) Everyone hide.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh, So of course, you know I had to do it, but I actually, I would have put this in the spice but Lithoform Engine, it pairs very well with, as well as my Grim Monolith. Power Artifact, baby. Love this card. <laughs> gonna go take a nap. Two blue, Enchant Artifact. Basically guys, you throw it on, you enchant one of your artifacts and its activated abilities are reduced by two, but it can't be reduced less than one. So the real reason it was in here and it would have been a spice is because you do that on Grim Monolith or Basalt Monolith, you win the game. Right. Uh, you get infinite mana, You basically throw every single land from your deck onto the battlefield uh, with Thrasio's Triton Hero, and then uh, as long as you have enough to take an extra turn, you've won the game. Mm -hmm. So that's that's basically why it initially was in here, but, now that I have Lithiform Engine in, oh, how about I pay one to copy an activated or triggered ability, or pay one to copy an instant or sorcery, or pay two to copy a permanent? Ugh. I mean, the copy of the permanent, we talked about it, it's yeah. not really that relevant in here, but holy balls, paying one to copy an instant or sorcery? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to Nexus of Fate, and by the way, I'm gonna pay one and do it yep. again. <laughs> That's, <laughs> come on, come That's out gross. Your <laughs> That's nasty
1: yeah it's uh it's pretty good um i i don't have anything to say about this that i haven't said before so i will choose to i'll choose not to speak the devil's name so that he will not come
0: i am super thankful though that i got hard on this card and i have like four or five copies of it uh but i bought them all for around 60 to 80 dollars oh wow somewhere in there yeah 271 is what i'm showing the average on yep. TCG player yeah i am seeing that too good god that's a hell of a deal. Hell of a deal. And by the way, Collective Squee McGee has a power artifact he's trying to unload. I thought he, he uh, offload all of them. No, because remember he was trying to pawn it off onto the goat last week.
1: Oh, yeah. Let's remember that.
0: All right. Duck, what's your last yeast?
1: Um, so there wasn't a whole lot to deal work with here, obviously, as we talked about. Um. So I just want to bring up some. This is my favorite. I think this is probably my favorite extra turn spells. Um, I played a lot in normal kitchen table games in my EDH deck. So Temporal Trespass does a Ooh. ton of value. Eight colorless, triple blue, for sorcery. Uh, it's a mythic. Few truly live in the moment. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Uh, it's got delve. Each <laughs> card you exile from your graveyard while casting the spell. You can pay for one less um, and then one colorless left. And then you get to take an extra turn after this one and then exile it. So for me, yep. I just think that... In in this, obviously, it's an extra turn spell, right? You need as many, you need to jam in as many as you can, especially the ones that Man, are. And I'm hitting someone for 11. Yes, exactly. So that's why um, I run it in. Uh, Eureko, obviously because it's, it's a monster in there uh it's what, 33 points of damage from one card on the board <laughs> uh and then i also run it in my vile smasher and thrasios just because it's a big one but again it's it's modal i, I think it, especially the more colors you're playing the more card and this has been my experience at least um especially in blues the more co- the more cards you're ramping with the more cards the, the more uh fetch lands or evolving even evolving wilds yep. that sort of stuff um the more draw spells you have so i think this even though it's triple blue is better the more colors that you have in the deck yeah
0: i agree um i will never shy away from delving out eight cards because yeah. i mean outside of renin's six i don't yeah i was think gonna say have, you have, you have your recursion? Recursion? Your recursion? yeah I don't, I don't think i do so literally it means nothing to me i don't care yeah um, i don't want it yeah i, I like the card I like it and especially if it's just one of those fringe scenarios where it's like okay if I can get an extra turn I've won the game or I've put myself so far ahead that they're gonna have to try to gang up on me but I don't have enough to cast my nexus of fate in Mm -hmm. hand but I need to get a supplemental piece down as well. So it's like, okay, exile eight from the yard, three blue, get my supplemental piece down, next extra turn, hopefully, probably win the game. Right, 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 right. So great card and being able to dome someone for 11, even though it gets exiled, it's fine.
1: Yeah, Uh, the exile part does suck. But again, if you get get your one use out of it and that wins you the game, then it doesn't matter, right?
0: Yeah, because they say in CDH, as long as your life total is one and you're the last one there, you did all right. Well, my last card I plopped down during uh, the first stream I did with Commander Ninety Nine, uh, when they were all like, "Ooh, we don't have a whole lot of time left. Let's all play our good decks." And I was like, "Okay." I pull out this, and it's like Earl the Mist Stalker. I think someone was doing the Mono White Indestructible Angel, or not not Indestructible Angel, where she gives all your flyers indestructible. Oh yeah, yeah. And then I pull out Turns and Burns, and I get Swarm Intelligence down. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Uh, like turn five or six. And just loop that into expropriate and all the other gross things. Yeah, swarm intelligence, six colorless blue enchantment. The Locust God's children were numberless, relentlessly eating away. Every trace of the city's protection. Oh, cool. George Orwell, 1984.
1: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Whenever you cast an incident or sorcery spell, you may copy that spell. You may choose new targets for the copy. I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. I will tell you this. I think a lot of CEDH players would consider this a spice because of its mana cost. Yeah, that's what I going to ask. It's just a lot. It's a lot. But to me, it's a game winner because we just talked about how good Lithiform Engine is. If I could pay one or three to copy an incident or sorcery spell, what if I don't have to pay anything to do it? Right. That's really good. And... I think this is a damned if you do damned if you don't mm-hmm. i i cast the spell my opponents either counter it because they're scared of it but hey that's one less counter spell right. that they have or they let it resolve now all of my counter protection gets doubled Okay, so it's like sure. what 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 hill do you want to die on do you want to give me the route because it's you only have so few counter spells you'd rather try to counter spell whatever else i'm trying to cast mm-hmm. or do you just want to prevent this from even being on the field so it's kind of like the tutor scenario where you should never counter the tutor but you just don't know what they're going to get and if it's going to make it where you can't interact with them so uh, what what path do you pick um so i mean I, I will say this swarm intelligence might be on the cutting block if i get to something if something gets printed like a modern horizons 2 that's just damn that's really good and it's cheaper i'd probably cut yeah. it but right now i think it's cute enough that i could keep it in um, yeah it kinda gives, your deck a little, kinda yeah. gives your
1: deck a little flavor to it as well right so it's you know you sure. probably only see this what every other time you play the deck or something so at yeah. most so it's kind of one of those things where you can always back up on it right if they've killed your commanders if they've killed if, if you try to get your threat your uh thrasios out and kind of like get him going and they just keep killing it and you just need some other way to get value this kind of fills in especially if you can get it out fast. so it it was interesting to see it in here but i know you've won with it before so it's like okay like i guess it's in here for a reason so (laughs) that's seven seven's sevens a lot all right
0: what is your Last oh, one. I'm done. Oh wait, that was the yeah, last. We're one. done. Hey, look at that. <laughs> we're back. We're moving on to the spice package. uh Blown right past yeah. that because there ain't no spice here. <laughs> now we're on to the bottle capping. And as a reminder, these will be big Texanized cuts and ads. They're gonna be under five, under fifty, no budget. Just can't talk about man only lands, which I don't. Other than steam vents, I don't know what you put in. Yeah, there. exactly. Tabernacle. So, now we're gonna head to the bottle capping, and As a reminder, it's gonna be Big Texanized cuts and adds to the deck. They're gonna be under five, under 50, and no budget. Just can't talk about mana only lands, which Steam Vince is the only one missing <laughs> from this deck. So uh, I'll start this off. I'm gonna cut a card that I believe is a CEDH staple. I just think I could do better. Okay. And it just doesn't do a lot for me, even though I got the mystery booster card for it. <sighs> I think I'm gonna cut Baleful Strix. Oh, yeah. Or secret layers, yeah, uh, part drop. for it. So, let's uh, talk about it. Demir, so it's uh, blue, black artifact creature, bird. It's a one-one, uh, flying death touch. When Baleful Strix enters the battlefield, draw a card. Woof! This is a lot. Yeah, of text. this is your
1: own doing for getting the fancy version. <laughs> Some
0: superstitious persons believe that owls, being creatures of the night, are agents of evil. But those who make such claims see only the reflection of their own guilty consciences. Ooh, that's dark. Yeah, that is dark. Uh, so it's in here because it's supposed to be two drop. It replaces itself. It gives me a, a flying death toucher, but really it's a two drop that draws me a card. Yeah. Um, and I get some body out of it. I just think when I've died with this deck, it's not because someone's hitting mm-hmm. me. So I don't think the blocker is actually that needed. And we're now talking, Blue black, you know, we're doing more of the. You gotta have the two colors, and I'm in a four color deck, so I don't yeah. know. I just think for what it does, I'm not getting enough out of it. I,
1: I think the biggest. I think the biggest point why I agree with you is like it's usually good because it replaces itself and can block, right? But again, to your point, yeah. it doesn't matter, right? They're not. It's not going to be like normal EDH where someone's like, oh, well, I my I am my vile smasher that can attack. Who's available? Oh, you have a baleful strix. I might go for two over here. You know what I mean? So well, I, and I, I I it makes I feel, sense. I, I,
0: I do see streams though where people do do that. They'll just swing in for one with Vile Smasher because someone's open. Yeah, sure. So people do do that from time to time. But I guess the more my point is, my deck. Everyone in my deck, uh, my back, uh, my and my crack. I, I think um, I think a point is C D H is. It, it's just more. The only thing I'm worried about is Nigela. Yes, Najeela right. would suck. But you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna out, they're gonna swing out at someone else to get enough warriors to where once they come my way, my one-one death isn't is going to be yeah. like it's not gonna matter. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna add a card that may shock you. Is it shock? It's not. Uh and I don't see it played in C E D H really ever. Runic Armastol. Oh, okay colorless green green creature dinosaur hey m19 yeah, there you the, go. Uh, the set that no so, one remembers anything uh, from the one okay so there was one that jumped out that's the set from that's the set that gore claw came out in
1: oh gosh the card the, the, <laughs> it's the set that has a card that you have the most copies of <laughs>
0: oh god i actually may have more gore claws and soul rings think about that oh, okay uh creature dinosaur m19 it's a two five the Sun Empire's most sacred sites are protected by more than prayers. Uh, whenever an opponent activates an ability of a creature or land that isn't a mana ability, you may draw a card. Um, it is activate, yes. so you know that could be a thing. But here's what I like about it, a few different things. One, I don't think anyone's gonna counterspell this. Probably not. Because it doesn't tax them like a Mr. Gramora does. Yeah two it's a may effect so i can draw cards as often as i want and then if i'm getting dangerously low and it's like ah, i think i'm gonna stop i could choose to stop mm-hmm. some of the ones that just force you to draw that really sucks and then lastly mana dorks exist there are lands like strip yeah. mine and things like that it would be nice to get that incremental draw and i think with a runic armasaur i'm paying one more mana than the baleful strix it's a two five yeah. so i still say it's a decent yeah. blocker and i'm probably going to draw more than one card yeah i agree i think that's fair to say
1: yeah um and again you know this uh thrasios is pretty rampant in cdh right so people even if they don't have the infinite yeah. combo generally use that to kind of filter through their deck so this is like this is both this is both a good card on its own, but it's also like this weird sideboard card against your mirror matchup, right? Which, yeah. which, if you can get it out early enough, might give you the card advantage that you need to get like to the things that you need before the other mirror player does.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. I like it. It's cute. All right, it's cute. what is your... It is cute. CDH doesn't have to be the same deck over and over and over. (laughs) Just most of the time. Just sometimes. Uh,
1: So yeah, so I'm going to cut... The card I'm cutting is kind of like a generic one, so I'm going to cut Beacon of Tomorrow's. um, But in... What? It's a Recycled card. But in reality, you could cut any of the other cards. I think, like, you... I think... For example, for what I'm trying to get into this, you could cut Time Stretch, you could cut Temporal Trespass, you could even potentially cut Temporal Manipulation, any of these higher, one of these higher CMC spells. Because really you, you need Nexus of Fate to work if you're going through your loop. Like that's a big one you need, these other ones are kind of cute. So Beacon of Tomorrow's is six- Beacon of Tomorrow's wor- works as well okay. because
0: it does get shuffled, it would go on top. I would draw the card for turns, cast it for eight, goes back sure. on top. So,
1: uh, uh. Okay, so we we'll, so we can leave fine. We can leave that in and we'll just cut temporal mastery. There you go. Um
0: you don't you don't run No, I hate you. We're we're, we're you're cutting a card that I like. It's
1: fine. We are just co-hosts. Even better. Um so <laughs> I I know that this deck I know CEDH isn't supposed to be hyper interactive. But I think that you could still put in one card that would keep your mana curve lower any other card you want to cut um, and also kind mm-hmm. of shut down two different kinds of decks. So I think you should put in Ashiok Dream Render. So it's a color. Ooh, I
0: do love yes, Ashiok.
1: It's color and two uh, Demir hybrids. So you can pay blue or a black for them. It's a legendary Planeswalker Ashiok. Comes in with five loyalty um, that's an uncommon and is about a buck fifty right now. So... The first thing is spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause their controller to search the library. So the this is kind of a slot that's also being fell, fed in by uh, whatever that, what's that one? The opposition agent, there you go. Um, so but having a yep. backup of that really can shut people down uh, and let you use claw Talisman with Abandon, so that's a treat. Uh, at least to go get your own and then pass to someone else. So it kind of shuts down tutors, which I think is important. And then also minus one target player mills four cards, then exile each opponent's graveyard. I'm not sure, but I'm guessing that there's things that are like dredge um, get rock monster, those sort of things where the graveyard really does matter. Right? Mm-hmm. So for me, lo- losing one of these top end cards is going to cut your CMC down, prob- potentially a fair amount, and then you're slotting in something that could potentially stop another opponent from winning the game with their combos and their gold-ringed machines.
0: Yeah, no, I like it. Um, I wish it wasn't because I do. I. I do agree with you. I I mean, I probably have too much redundancy with the extra turns in here. um, And I probably need to get more of that interaction. Cause actually I will say CEDH is very hyper interactive with your opponents. Maybe not necessarily what they're doing, but what they're trying to do to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, And I mean, uh, man, that being able to have a redundant stop tutor is great. And then being able to just exile everyone's graveyards like that's really good. I, um,
1: I think it kind of fits on hmm. curve too. So I mean, if you want to keep the turnstiles in, you could probably have the same argument for cutting baleful strix for this one, right? It's one more and uh, and stops yep. two things that you're trying to get done. So, anyways, um, you know, I don't. I know that narset is the big uncommonly played uh which you already have in here i believe yep you do (laughs) so i thought you might want to bring along her step sibling because ashiok i believe is neither a man nor a lady so there you have it
0: that would be correct we we be woke up here all right (laughs) we be woke Uh, All right. We're moving on to under 50. Uh, I'm going to cut Keen Sense. Okay. I pretty much already talked about it. Uh, If it was an artifact equipment, I think I would keep it in. That way I could continually re-equip it. Um, But... I don't have graveyard recursion and so what good does it do for me to have a slot taken up in a deck spend a mana to not get a whole lot of value Mm -hmm. yeah I I agree and so what I'm gonna add because I was able to get my hands on three boxes of it but I'm leaving one unopened uh that commander uh cookout spell book uh recipe book green uh Uh, we're gonna put in sylvan library I don't have one in here uh, and now I have extra copies laying around. So Sylvan Library, colorless green enchantment. At the beginning of your draw step, you may draw two additional cards. If you do, choose two cards in your hand drawn this turn. For each of those cards, pay four life and put the card on top of your library. Uh, 30 bucks, is that an all-time That's low? That's probably, I mean, I think I saw it
1: almost eight years ago for 20, but that was like way before people started playing more as much commander. So yeah, I think thirties 35, 30 yeah. is about as low as it's going to get. So I look at this in a few different ways. Yes, I died a Mana Crypt quite a
0: bit, so why not just have another way to kill myself. I didn't think about that. Um, But I actually more look at this as I'm gonna use it because my commander can kind of do some filtering for me. Yes. So let's go ahead, I'm gonna look at the three, and if I have Thrasios out, I'm probably just going to keep one of the cards and make sure there's a land. For the next one and then pay her ability because I would rather pay for colorless to get that land onto the battlefield right. than pay for life to put it into my hand. I don't think 10% of my life total is worth right, it right, right. but it does put me up for those later games where it's like I have the thing to win. I just need that extra card. I can now dig and if I need to pay the life, I'm about yeah. to win the game so it doesn't Yeah, matter. exactly. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say and I think to your point earlier even though you have if you have lost to this. If as long as you have one life left, it really doesn't matter, right? Because people yeah. aren't going to be swinging in with you know five fives and that sort of stuff. They're either going to comment storm everyone for a thousand or win on their own, right? Yep. So I think yep. if you if you need two mana, so two green mana and eight life to draw two cards, your next turn is a fair investment whenever you need it. And, and like mm-hmm. you said, you may not even you may not even need it at all, right? You may be like, okay. The, yeah. the top. Th- I only need this one card out of the top three, and here we go.
0: Well, and I think that's the misconception with Sylvan Libraries. A lot of people think when you run it, oh, I'm just drawing three cards, paying eight life. I'm doing it all the time. You don't need to do yeah. that. Like, I've, I mean, I've played it in games where I never pay yeah. life. I just look at the top three. I pick the one I want. It's like a brainstorm, put them back, and then I'll be able to see an extra card next time. Or maybe I need to do a fetch land crack to shuffle, get something totally. New. totally agree. Um, you don't, you don't, you don't have to be a degenerate and draw three. every single time. Uh, yeah. I, I would almost, yeah, I would almost say it's kind of funny. I almost use Sylvan library, like a guile more than <laughs> Sylvan library. The real trick, but the real trick I is I you like the both. option from when I need to. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> All right. Big Tuck, what are you doing for under $50? Okay, so this is the
1: most boring one here, and it still blew my mind that you still still have this cap, so I'm cutting Elves of Deep Shadow, which is a perfectly fine card, there's nothing wrong with it. Um, It's an Elf Druid, a 1-1, that when you tap it, you add black to your mana pool, it deals the damage to you. Cast off to the Conclave. Generations ago, these elves found a home in the corrupted districts of the Golgari. Fine, totally good card, right? However, the card that you don't have, the card that you don't have is a Birds of Paradise and a Four color cdh deck. What the hell is going on here? I, don't I know, know, and I know you have copies of them <laughs> piled all over the place. So, uh,
0: not piles, but I do. I think I have a copy there. sitting well, in there. The is a, I think you got yeah. the.
1: Did you? I think you got the secret lair drop that had it. If you had the baleful stretch, yep. right? So here you go. Now you can you can yep. take out one and put in the other. So birds of paradise is one green creature. Uh, it's a flying. It's a zero one. You tap it. Add one mana any color. Uh, and the new, yeah, just pretty normal. You do, you, you if you have a run in six, you immediately pick this off. Um, a single vivid feather fetches a royal price. But who, having seen one of these magnificent creations of nature, would settle for a feather. Oh, it's kind of, that is also kind of dark. It's kind of sad, actually. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward here. I don't need to, I don't need to flap my dumbs any more than I need to about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh... I, I should probably have it in the deck.
1: <laughs> I guess the only other the only yeah. other argument is no, never mind. Wait. Uh yeah, no, never mind. I was like you could cut like uh Finn Horn elves or something for that, but you need the you need the black more than you need the blue. Wait, no, you need the green. You need the green more than you need the black. I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's <laughs> so all right. So so uh we're on to no budget uh this is a card that it's it's a little expensive it's not crazy though oh, yeah. uh, but i think i'm gonna cut dual caster mage okay yeah and i'm very i'm, I'm very torn about cutting it but let's just kind of talk through it sure. so dual caster mage colorless red red creature human wizard flash when dual caster mage enters the battlefield copy target instant sorcery spell you may choose new targets for the copy it has been my experience that disasters like to strike and. As he pours two jugs um, of lava
1: on the ground.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and you, you can actually see in the art two like lava things like or like going down like yeah. a river and then maybe causing the explosion on the top. Is that right? what's going on? I don't know. You can see
1: them kind of join up together. Yeah, yeah maybe we have, um, have to call so Matt Stewart Sellar to ask him. <laughs>
0: Yes, and he is wearing his glasses. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Um, I needed to pick a card, because I didn't want to do like I did when we originally recorded and said I don't have a card. Oh, very good idea. I think, here's the thing. I actually think this card's very good, because it can copy anyone's instant yes. and sorcery spell. So, oh, you're gonna take an extra turn and go infinite. Well, how about I go extra turn before you go extra turn, and let me see if I could do something but I don't know the two red, even though I have a perfect pie of color access, like it was mentioned, I need way more blue than I need red, black, or green combined almost. So I'm probably gonna be using my fetches to go get blue sources, still duels, but I'm gonna be using it for probably blue and green, blue and black. I really only need red if you think about it for my uh, commander, Commander. vile smasher, that's really it. Um. Heck, I even used to have gamble in the deck and cut that. (laughs) So gamble rules. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know how you feel about it. This is a card that I think has massive payoff. It's just, I think I don't know if I'm ever gonna have the mana. Yeah, I'm
1: there. Um, I also think that I think this card is. I agree with you. It's very good, right? Um, especially because. It's a so I think this card's really good. This card shines in decks where creatures matter, right? So for example, I would put this card over Fork in my Perforos deck because it's a it's the same ability for one more deals two damage. So for me, I agree with you though that it's a good ability, but there's probably better costed abilities for you in these colors for this deck. Right, like fork. Yeah, I was just gonna say if you it if you want to, I think fork would be just as good. Um, or if you want to, if you don't want to pay that, you can get reverberate for a fourth of the price. So, but anyways, I, I'm, with you you on, I'm with you on dual cast So, what are you gonna cut it for though? So
0: I'm gonna cut it for another counter spell, but it's one that is very popular. It's going for like thirty to forty dollars, so I'm probably not gonna pick one up anytime soon. Uh, Pact of Negation. Oh sure, nothing sexy. Yeah, uh, just zero cost counter target spell. Uh, those who expect betrayal or every turn are seldom disappointed and it does have the writer text of at the beginning of your next upkeep pay three colorless list blue blue if you don't you lose the game it's played all the yeah. time yeah and the whole way this deck works is i just need to get to my rigmarole so that way i can combo and win and my combo is an extra turn it's not dependent on other stuff like some decks so you know what? We're in a counterspell battle. I am literally tapped out. They do the last thing they can. You know what? Packed the negation. I'll be able to at least untap with Nexus of Fate on top of the library. Still be able to pay the mana. Still be able to cast yeah. Nexus of Fate and still win the game. Yeah. So I, I think having this backup protection for free is better than three mana copy something yeah. that could be amazing or could be a Kodama's And
1: Reach. to your point, this is another card that kind of like is a trump card of like counter spell battles, right? Where it's, you're, you can keep digging, yep. you can keep digging, you can keep digging. And a lot of times I feel that people wouldn't counter this because they know that this is gonna set you back potentially. Right, so it's always kind of mm-hmm. like the last one that comes out at the end of the stack. The fact that it's zero that you can go two for it and immediately cast it right without having to lose anything else. You know, like Force of Will is really good, yep. right? And so is the Fierce Guardianship, but they're both conditional to pay for free. This one's not. You just need mm-hmm. to be able to. You just need to be able to know that you can literally pay the five next turn and worry about it later, right? Uh, so yeah, so, yep. so yeah, I think it's a good. I think it's a good addition. Probably needs to be in here if you're running blue and CEDH, which is also why it's thirty dollars. Absolutely. Uh, just
0: F yeah. us sideways. All right, Big Tuck, take us home. How are you going to make me spend money that I don't want so to spend? So this one,
1: it's not as bad. I thought about getting, I thought about uh, doing better for myself and going, get, making you go get a box diamond, but uh, I didn't trust myself. <laughs> so uh, I know this is one of your pet cards, but I think this is something that you probably have started... T- I think we've talked about taking this out of more decks that it's in. I think you should bid yeah. Jason Mine Michael- Sculptor. So... It sucks, I have so yeah. many foil copies it's, of it's, them and I'm just cutting it from decks left it's, and right. It's really good, but I just don't think it does what this deck needs, right? So two colorless, two blue for a, a mythic, it's a mythic, Planeswalker Jace comes in with three loyalty and it does have four great abilities, right? Plus two is look at the top card of target player's library, you may put that card on the bottom of that player's library. Zero is Brainstorm, draw three, put two from your hand back on top. Minus one is return target creature to someone's hands. Minus 12 is exile cards from target player's library then that player shuffles his or her hand uh, into her, her, his, his, his or her library. So all very good abilities. I don't think they. I don't think any of them push your deck further than... And then another substitute, right?
0: Well, I, I think for me... Obviously, you play for the free branch. Yes, so obviously, yeah. But I think in CEDH with this deck, and not CEDH, I will just say this deck i have all of 10 creatures in the deck and i'm i've talked about cutting one so i'm gonna have nine creatures in the deck i'm not gonna have ways to protect yeah. jace and he's not as impactful as your ashiok pick because ashiok when it's out literally can d- directly impact the yeah. board minus one mill four everyone exile graveyards it, and you can't and it tutor until the you. The turn it. it comes down right yeah, yeah. and it yes. costs one less and so that's So what I was going to get at, though, is that it immediately impacts. So even if someone swings in and kills it next turn, I basically paid three to exile all graveyards, mill you four, and no one could tutor until it was killed. Mm -hmm. That's very impactful. Jace is going to hit and just be brainstormed. Yeah. And so for me to get the value from Jace, he has to last at least four to five turns. I don't think he's going to last that long. That's just me. I, I also
1: I also would be surprised I, I, a lot of times if the game lasts that long, right? After he comes down. No, that, that, well, yeah, that's a misconception. Sure.
0: CEDH doesn't regularly end in turn right, three right. or four. It's just decks have the potential to, to off, do right. that. Um, if you get like your god mm-hmm. hands. But yeah, Jace, I, I think has actually been, this is gonna sound sacrilegious because of the price that he is, I think he's been downgraded from a competitive planeswalker that competitive decks want to more kitchen table, yeah, probably, and it's more flavor. Yeah. I mean, it, it's gross that a flavor card is sixty dollars. <laughs> it's still, so, it's so good. it's still
1: so good. Like in super friends decks and anything where the top of the deck matters. Sure. But to your point, it's not the powerhouse that it probably was ten years ago or however long ago. So yeah. this one's a lo- This one is. I was kind of surprised not to see it in here, but I think this is gonna help you smooth out your games a lot. So I actually am gonna put in Training Grounds. So Training Grounds is one blue, it's an enchantment. Activated abilities of creatures you control cost up to two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana cost to less than one mana. Under the master's eyes, skills are honed sharper and spells cut deeper. So pretty much, you know, not, with, not without beating the drum here. I think this deck, like we talked about, you do kind of need your commanders out to do their thing. Um, and I think going, if you can go first turn training ground, second turn, your commander, I'm guessing you could do that somewhat consistently. Mm -hmm. Then now not only can you, not only does, uh, Thrasio's ability cost too less, it also was something you can do more often, right? If you're trying, if you're flooded and, and this kind of lets you, I think this kind of lets you take the target off yourself a little bit, right? So if, you, okay. if you're just doing that, you're just kind of like filtering, drawing cards, just kind of playing normal magic, right? Playing your stuff while someone else mm-hmm. may be going like super fast, super hard, super fast, super hard. They eat up a bunch of counters, they eat up a bunch of removal, and then that'll let you do your thing a turn cycle or three later than what you wanted to do, but you get to sure. win off it.
0: So I think the thing with training grads, I like it. Um, I would definitely be open to cutting it uh, or adding it in place of True. J's. I think the thing though is that if we go by the bruise and build categories, I think training grounds would be a spice. Probably, yeah. Because it, it's basically think of I, training grounds is power artifact, but mm-hmm. for creatures, and I only have one creature in the deck that has an activated ability, and that's Thrasios. Right. Uh, just kind of like how I had mentioned power artifact would have been a spice if I didn't have Lithoform Engine. So I like it. I f- I'm going to have to figure out. Is it's is it being in the ninety eight worth the card slot for only one thing it can interact yeah. with versus something else that you know maybe I just cut the Jace for the Narset or not the Narset sure, Shock? Yeah. Um I, th- I think it so kind of changes. I like it. I like it. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I like it. I'm gonna have to. I might have to do some gold fishing with it to see. How consistently I can get it, and how impactful it can be, and heck, I mean, maybe it's one of those things that if I add training crowns in, I re look at the ten creatures I have in that the deck I was gonna... and figure out are there are, are there replacements that maybe have activated abilities that are. That's better? what I was
1: kind of thinking too. It's like I think I think if you just slot it in, if you slot it in now, it's good just because your commander's so good, right? And that's so strong, mm-hmm. but I think if you kind of like with Will, how he put in those two cards to kind of switch his deck around a little bit, right? I think if you look sure. into that and say, okay, I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of what it's doing, or I want to spice it up a little bit, there's probably some other targets that are still playable and good that this would help a lot with.
0: Yeah. No, I agree with that. And I agree that we're at the end of the episode. And as promised, here's some details about our giveaway from our sponsor, Level One. We're giving away that Kaldheim bundle uh, in the month of January. And to enter, it's super simple. Just promote the, the content that we put out, whether it's a squeeze crack pack, a uh Bruce and bills and action four news or even us guesting on other channels we will announce the winner on mtg action Four news february 2nd and social media soon after and yes these giveaways will happen every month just keep promoting and supporting level one so they know that we are worth a damn Ooh. But we would love a five-star review, some positive feedback on whatever platform you're watching or listening to us, whether it's YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Uh, hope you guys are enjoying the videos so that T-Coats put together. Uh, they yeah, are they fantastic. Really if you would like to reach out to the cast to find out more ways you can enter into the monthly contest and just engage with us in general, here's how you could do that. You can reach me at Mr. Comment number five on Twitter, all spelled out except for the five. Big Tuck, where can they reach uh, you?
1: I am still on the Twitterverse at Big Tuck tweeting on Twitter
0: and you can reach our main account at cmd tower on twitter as well basically all you got to do is type in commandeer mana drain deflecting swat tower. Squeamy gee if people want to find out how to get a hold of your mana lift commentary how would they do that and you can just enter in whatever the hell yeah. you want because we can't hear you watch actually doesn't add anything in he just leaves all this banter <laughs> i,
1: I will, what if he just it's like okay i'm gonna join it i'm gonna sink it and then that's it <laughs> this is unedited.
0: <laughs> he can handle all of your audio needs and does have a full studio if you are in the Kansas City metro area. Just remember, mass required flip-flops in the snow option.
1: If he was here, he'd love it too. If you want to support...
0: <laughs> if you want to support the show as well as hook up our sponsor with the orders you're already placing, like I've talked about, level1gameshop.com. When you place an order in the order notes, just type in CMD Tower's so the video that you came from The Collective. collective. They do sell board games, all the dice that you need. They even sell some CMD Tower swag. Seriously, guys, go hook them up. Uh, That team is awesome. If you would actually like to put some money in our pocket so we can upgrade our equipment and also start working on our next tiered giveaways for our patron community, uh, head over to patreon.com slash cmd tower. We have four different pledge levels from just a buck a month all the way up to $25 a month. Uh, Each tier does give you additional entries into the monthly giveaways as well. If you guys can help us out from a monthly perspective, but you would like to pick up some of our swag, or maybe you're already a patron and you need more swag, uh, just head over to cmdtower.com slash merch. Uh, please buy the things uh, because, and all honestly, other than it just clearing out room in my place <laughs> area, which I have, I really, really want, uh, it does uh, get, get, you know, kind of help us recoup some of the money that we've invested into it. So that way we can work on the next thing and then the next thing. And you guys are hopefully getting like new merchandising things from the CMD Tower team at least twice. a year but if you can't actually help us out from a financial perspective just you know share the content that we uh put out we really do appreciate it um and the more people you can infect to be (laughs) a part of the collective the closer we are to world domination
1: one day we will do it
0: and of course Thank you, T-Coats. Appreciate the videos. And thank you, Pink Royal. We appreciate uh, the music you guys put out. If you would like to get a hold of T-Coats for your own uh, video projects, at T-Coats on Twitter, uh, go hit up Tyler. He is awesome. So, Tuck, two episodes down. We only got one more to go. CEDH month. We were talking Thrasio smashes extra turns I'm just kidding it's turns and burns. Uh, how do you feel you're two episodes in are you ready to gouge out your eyeballs?
1: It's fine. Um, like I said on the previous episode there were there are still some like interesting things to talk about right like the format it's not a like talking about a format that's you know block or anything so it's constantly it's constantly evolving it's constantly changing um, so this wasn't as bad as I thought. It's just really hard. The hardest part for me is like the cuts and adds because a lot of times there's there's oh, yeah. so limited. Like there's so... there's So let's say that a quarter of the decks, just to pull, pull it out of my butt, a quarter of the decks lands that you can't choose, right? A quarter of the deck or half of the deck are cards that you need just as like kind of staples and stuff to like find the other quarter of the deck or the other third of the deck or whatever, sure. or eighth. So you only have... To me, it's like you only have an eighth of the deck that you can even cut, and even that is is narrowing it down. Mm. But you know, it's like I said, it's not near as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Uh, It is fun to talk about something a little different. So yeah, so I'm excited to see what the the next guest is gonna bring on.
0: Well, you know, I'm glad uh, you didn't just, you know, uh, hate every minute of it. (laughs) I know that you've been looking for like these other cards that are kind of interesting and different right. so I, i'm glad that i was able to do that i'm glad that will was able to do that and it'll be fun kind of rounding it out with uh, our special guest next week uh, as they actually run a cedh channel so they'll actually know what they're talking about well boys and girls i think we're out of here peace enjoy your saturdays go get wet